The 100 Marathon Club by Darren Smith, number 45, Chicago, 13th of October 2019. If I said Chicago was the easiest Abbott's Marathon major to get into, I would not be exaggerating. Boston is nigh on impossible. Tokyo is unlikely, and to quote the locals, Aminome Nikaze Tamarazu. Berlin, London and New York are pretty similar, with London having a lot more options being my local race. And Berlin has the lowest charity pledge. But Chicago I got into it the first time of asking, and the second time of asking in 2020, although due to Covid it has now been deferred to 2021. Baz and JK got in the only year they went into the ballot back in 2017, Caroline in 2018, and I would be joining everyone I knew who entered in 2020 when we got to run it in 2021, including Jenny, one of the twins, and Lewis. Back in 2019, though, I joined Marika and Matt Bowman in heading to what would turn out to be my last marathon of the year, People argue that the marathon majors are massively oversubscribed, commercialised to the nth degree, expensive. Chicago was £190, and New York even more. And more of a mass participation charity event than an actual race. Well, that's more true of London than the others. And I agree with this to a degree, but they are missing out that the experience is something else. The expo is massive, the bib collection seamless, the race kit, as they have the biggest sports brands in the world as sponsors, is always top-notch. And so therefore the experience is unlike all the other smaller races you do. This is a global scale race. Due to the nature of getting into them, good for age, club places, championship places, paid entry via expensive tour operators, charity spots and the dreaded ballot, for many the last three are the only way that they could do them. And with the charity route only sustainable for one or two marathons at the most, eventually you all have to rely on the ballot. And that is, well... That's a bit of a lottery. And so I never thought when I took up running that I would ever complete the majors. I mean, despite Berlin being my first marathon. So when I got into London on the last day of registration, that was utterly random. But still, I never thought I'd collect my six-star medal for completing them all. And so getting into the ballot at Chicago in 2019 and 20, which was then deferred, and then New York the same year, again deferred to 2021. Well, that just blew my mind. It could be on. And when you are resigned to something less, and then get given the opportunity to achieve what you wanted in the first place, well, you grab it with both hands. 
Flying in several days earlier to get over my archetypal jet lag of a day per hour time difference, I enjoyed what was an amazing city. I took the number one rated architecture boat tour. I ate barbecue and pizza, walked a few neighbourhoods, and by the time I caught the Nike bus to the expo with US track and field star Evan Yeager and was deposited at the most streamlined expo I have ever been to and collected my bib and a whole new kit, well, I was ready for this one. It would be cold, well, it is the Windy City, and so I bought a pair of leggings to wear under my shorts. I can't just wear leggings, you understand. That would be a sight that would scar many a mind. I mean, it would look like I'm smuggling fruit. I also bought a race t-shirt to wear over my marathon major's vest that I had printed for the occasion. I'd carry a buff that showed average sea temperatures since records began and conveyed that, indeed, that the end of the world is nigh. And also I wore a pair of lightweight shoes that I had not raced in and would leave in a bin in the hotel when I left. Now, I want to say I had an amazing race. After all, this was my last race of 2019, my 14th of the marathon of the year, and... Well, like I said, at the time of recording, uh, there was a 10-month gap between marathons. However, much like when I screwed up comrades a few years before by running a lot of road marathons, I believe I did the same for Chicago by running a lot of trail ultras leading up to it. I felt heavy and sluggish and used to running at a much slower pace and walking pretty much the whole time whilst eating a fistful of cake. And it meant that I did not make the most of the pretty flat, very wide route around the Windy City. Like I said, it was cold when I started. I missed the national anthem as I dropped off my uh, bag containing sweatpants, a, a hoodie, a spare t-shirt, a snack, room key and some cash. Everything I need effectively to warm up and then get back to my room later. But having missed the national anthem, I was pretty soon I joined 40,000 other runners on the Miracle Mile, heading around an amazing city. The architecture tour from the day before made a difference to me. I mean, I'd already been to Chicago several times when I lived in the States, but I just hung out with friends in their neighbourhood. This was the city centre. This was Touristville. In a city of skyscrapers, thanks to the tour, I recognised key buildings in the skyline. I knew where they were in relation to the finish. So each time we turned away from the city and went around a new neighbourhood, be it Mexican or Puerto Rican or Dominican, Chinese, Korean, Italian, whatever, and then we turned back, I would see a building from the tour and I knew I was going in the right direction. And this was good. I was having a fantastic time. I was enjoying my running. I knew I was actually progressing towards... A fantastic marathon finish. 
However, at 25 kilometers, my watch died. I'd forgotten to charge it for the whole time that I was in the US. And therefore, my rigid 800-meter run, 200-meter walk strategy, switching each time my watch buzzed, well, that was out the window. I now had to solely rely on music to trigger my changes in pace. Or I would have to if I hadn't run into Marika shortly after my watch went black. Marika I have known for years. See, she is a Dutch runner who has a heart condition that means her heart races. When running together before, her heart rate would be 50 or more beats per minute faster than mine. When this happens, she has to walk. At Chicago, she was running for the first time in, in a big race with a new type of heart medicine. She had gotten into the wave that started over an hour before mine with other runners with medical exceptions, you know, amputees, etc. And I had caught up with her as she had been walking most of the way and was feeling down about it. I'm not one to see anyone miserable or sad on a race, especially one so huge, a race that for some may be their race of a lifetime. And so I stopped and decided to walk with her for the rest of the way. And my finish time, well, that could just go hang. I would do better the next time I ran it. And that's what I did. We walked and we talked we laughed and we joked, and we went through neighbourhood after neighbourhood. We ran on the rare occasions she felt that she could, and if there was a photographer present. And I tried to keep her upbeat about being there and her future races that included Boston. I mean, sure, I could have finished the race an hour faster or more without my watch. But, I, but it was okay. It stopped being about me. And so the kilometres ticked over. Mariko and I chatted, resigned to a slower time than we'd like, but we'd finished regardless. And we even ran when we got to the turn into Grant Park at the end and the finish, surrounded by runners who were happy to complete one of the greatest marathons in the world and yes according to my table these scores on the doors this is both my favorite and the best based on its scores my marathon number 14 of 2019 marathon number 45 and i really look forward to running this one in 2021 as part of a u.s double header including new york because it was a great race and next time, I'm going to nail it. Now, next up <laughs> uh, is the uh, Round Reading Ultra. Uh, not until the 1st of August, 2020. <laughs> 